Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. James, uh, yes. I have something fun for you here, uh, because okay. we're watching Captain America, the first Avenger, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, Captain America is the hero. Uh, but today, I'm here to let you know that Sam's the hero, oh. and that means that we have Jeff Riggs here again on the podcast. Welcome back, Jeff. Hello. Hi. That was a reference nobody will get, but I appreciate that you, That one's Colin. for the two of us. That's fine. <laughs> yes, uh, that's more all people need, that's need all to need. go out there. Stream Sam's the hero. Uh, the EP is on Spotify. It's a great listen. We actually, Colin, you gas me up so much when you post things about my zombie band that used to exist so long ago, but refuses to call it quits. Uh, we actually are in the process of recording new things for your ears specifically. Um, so yeah, you'll get to hear something hopefully next month. So exclusive. Colin, that is Jeff. You were gone. <laughs> you had you had gone elsewhere. Colin said to me. Every time I talk to him, I ask him about making new music. <laughs> and I said, I hope he isn't tired of me asking this question. No. I'm sitting here as someone who, for all I experienced between the two of you and your interactions, Colin wished for it and it happened. It's actually really, Colin's version of The Secret will be on store in stores this I, fall. I don't think I've ever manifested something into existence until today. <laughs> And I feel like like what a what a major win for Colin Parker specifically. Um, so yeah, Colin and Parker, where the go, M stands for manifest. Yeah, there you go, Colin manifest destiny Parker. Um, <laughs> welcome back to the show, though, Jeff. Uh, I'm so excited about this news, uh, and I think that you'll be excited about the news that we are getting in today's episode. Previously on Timeline Scavengers, Natalie Dormer gets her claws into Captain Rogers for a moment and gives him a thank you from the women of the USA. Meanwhile, the woman of the UK discovers this and gets upset with him. He tries to defend his innocence and even asks her about her and Stark and whether they are fondueing. She tells him he still doesn't know a bloody thing about women. In this scene, which is Captain America, the first Avenger, 1 hour, 17 minutes, 45 seconds, through one hour and 19 minutes and nine seconds, we get the news that is the answer to the question. How do I know that you two aren't fond doing, right? The scene starts with a little bit of the, the voiceover from the last couple seconds of the last scene with Stark's voiceover from the previous scene informing us, fondue is just cheese and bread, my friend. Really? I didn't think Stark cuts him off, nor should you, pal. The moment you think you know what's going on in a woman's head is the moment your goose is well and truly cooked. Me, I concentrate on work, which at the moment is about making sure you and your men don't get killed. They begin to look at some armaments. First up is body armor. Carbon polymer should withstand your average German bayonet, although Hydra is not going to attack you with a pocket knife. Then they come to some shields on a desk and he says, I hear you're kind of attached. It's handier than you might think. I took the liberty of coming up with some options. We see some of them, which I wish we had seen like the full desk because there's clearly more than two, but you only kind of get the corners of a couple of them. Uh, and we only see two full on. They do look pretty interesting. Uh, both of them very clearly, though, have some form of like weapon built into it, like a blaster, like a gun uh, or even an electric relay, which is Stark is explaining uh, when Rogers sees something on the lower shelf and cuts him off. Well, what about this one? No, no, that's just a prototype. Rogers picks it up and is astounded. 
What's it made of? Vibranium. It's stronger than steel and a third of the weight. Rogers begins to put it on. It's completely vibration absorbent. Rogers asks why it's not standard issue. That's the rarest metal on Earth. What you're holding there? That's all we've got. Peggy comes in hot. You quite finished, Mr. Stark. <laughs> True. Uh, Rogers knows she's mad, but still ever much in puppy love, kind of goes to show off his cool new toy to her. And she says, I'm sure the captain has some unfinished business, which is a good dig, by the way. He smiles anyway and holds up the shield in front of him and says, what do you think? She stares daggers into him, which clearly are stopped by the shield of his smile. So she picks up a gun off the table. Rogers quickly puts the shield up in front of that smile as she shoots four bullets into the shield. The bullets, completely flattened, fall silently to the ground. Steve's eyes come back up from behind the shield with the most panic and fear we've ever seen him hold in the entire film, maybe even his entire MCU history. Stark, who also took cover, comes back up. Everyone in the lab is staring. She has let off some of her heat and her shoulders fall as she sighs. She puts a smile on and says, yes, I think it works. She puts the gun down and walks by him, once again staring daggers. He instinctively puts the shield up a little bit between them as she walks by. <laughs> he and Stark stare after her as she leaves, both terrified and a little bricked up. Without even looking, Steve pulls something out of his pocket and hands it to Stark, which he also takes without looking. I had some ideas about the uniform. Yeah, whatever you want, pal. And that is the scene. Uh, so what are our thoughts on this delectable scene? Man, this I was when you sent the scenes that we were going to be looking at, I was honored to have like the shield scene. Like this is we get the shield. Like I feel I, it's huge. And as somebody I think I mentioned uh, briefly in, in the last episode that like he is my favorite. Captain America is is my favorite Marvel character. And um, I just think there's something to be said for somebody whose primary weapon is a shield, you know, for protection and for, for defense. And uh, and I th it's part of what makes his character unique. Um, and um, yeah, so I mean, to me, that's th there's a lot that goes on in this scene. And yeah, you know, the interaction between, you know, Peggy and Steve is great. Um, but to me, that's that's that steals the scene. It's just the first the first look at the shield um, is great. I know James mentions this because we record things out of order, which, by the way, this episode is being recorded on uh, August 16th, 2022. Um, for four more are, minutes for some of us. True. Uh, for <laughs> in the next scene, when we see the shield painted. What's interesting is that there are a couple marks on the shield from where she actually shoots. Like, like the shield is a perfect, like, like there's no blemishes on it. And then she shoots four bullets into it and it leaves little like scorch marks that they somehow like keep on, even though they paint over it. I'm not 100% sure how that works, but that's how it did work here. Mm. You know, but I think that it's, it's very interesting that like the moment that we see the shield in the, in the next second, basically, is pretty much exactly, you know, again, painted, but like with a little bit of her mark left on it, which I think is also kind of a neat little factor. I like to imagine that it wasn't the bullet marks. It's just that Steve dropped it a number of times. Like it got painted. It was still, the paint out. was a little wet. He's like, oh, shoot. Oh, dang. All right, hold on. Um, He's like, I said to let it dry. He's like, I know. I just, I, I'm just so excited. <laughs> I think, don't you think it's wild that they had, they had this prototype, right? Of the clearly superior best shield. And Howard's like, no, 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 that's just a, you know, that's just the mock-up. <clears throat> You'd think someone would be like, you know the new super soldier that we've been talking about, the one guy? 
We have one shield that's the best shield. I don't know if maybe we want to get those two together where they can deal with. I need to make a shield. I have this amazing shield, but there's only one of them. And this is only one. I just feel like someone was not like he hid it underneath the shelf and he's like, you know, forgotten about out of sight, out of mind. I could see a world where he uh, engineered all of this to make that be the shield that Steve picked. He like, it's like, you know, like the grail at the end of Last Crusade plus like reverse psychology where he's like, I'm going to hide the right one underneath here. You know, all these really crappy ones over here that look like intense. Phillips wants the ones with the weapons because he's like, he's a soldier. He's got to have weapons. So he's like, all right, I'll put these on the top. Yeah. And like I'll kind of like tuck it, like I'll make it obvious because it is sticking out. You know, it's sticking out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like Rogers will definitely pick up on that one. Things he, don't he, normally go over his head, so he keeps yelling at people who keep walking by and pushing it in so that it's out of sight. He's like, no, I'm doing something. No one walk here. Yeah, take the long way around to your stations, please. Yeah, it does not look like he did a particularly good job of hiding it. And like, also, like, mm. why? Why is it even there? Like, you know, yeah. if it's not, why, why have it out? Like, at right. all. If you're like, no, you don't want this one, then don't, yeah. you know, uh, highlight it. And so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, it would not surprise me also. That's a good yeah. point. Maybe it is just like a way to just humbly brag. Like, oh, no, that, that one's not done. Yeah. You want to know more about it? Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, if it's you just really want to I have nothing to wear. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The most... I don't know if it was facetious or just wrong or not knowing or unself-aware or what. In this movie is Howard Stark saying, I don't know what women are thinking. I don't, women are a mystery to me. I have no idea. I'm like, that is the biggest wrong thing that anyone says in this whole movie. Because he, he, I mean, which means that it must be like an instinct. He, he's success. You can't be successful with, with women just by like, being handsome and rich. Wait, I I need to rethink some stuff. Hold yeah, on. yeah. No, I I think what's actually what he's actually saying here is is I think he knows how to flirt and I think he knows how to basically like I think he knows how to be the private Lorraine from the previous scene, right? But I think that he doesn't know how to maintain a relationship, right? I because think I think does. that's what I think he's he saying. just doesn't want to. And that's he's also a possible. brilliant man. Like he. He's, all, he's like, know, I'm he's mostly ready focused to settle on science. Down yet. Yeah, he's not ready to settle no, down he yet. he does I think not. It's, I think it's the idea of, like, I think they're trying to tease to you like, oh, he doesn't get it now, but he will soon so that he can have a kid and name him Tony. Private Maria Lorraine. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Whoops. That's her, that's her actual name. No. Uh, but I, I, the only note that I wrote down, wait, hang on. No, I, I wrote down two notes for this scene. I said, what a called shot of the century, though, and I had never noticed it until now. He says, although Hydra's not going to be attacking you with a pocket knife, but you know who basically does in the next movie is the Winter Soldier. Hmm. There's a whole scene of like a knife that is, you know, conceal- it's not a pocket knife, but it's like it's attached to his waistband. And so it's just right. like, and then they have a whole fight sequence with well, that knife. And an incredible Heinz, fight sequence. Um, yeah. Heinz Kruger also attacks him with a, uh, a pocket knife at the in the ch- first chase scene. True. Oh, that's so really funny. So Hydra has literally all Hydra has actually yeah, come at him with a pocket. I actually had forgotten about that entirely because he kicks it out of his hand so quick. Yeah, and it's the worst looking knife I've ever seen. It's basically like I found some metal and I called it a knife. Like, well, listen, know, their budget's going to the you know, worst knife weapons. Uh, the the moment when she picks up that gun and the way that shield goes up so fast <laughs> and like just 
Chris Evans just here here comes the phrase everyone a mountain of a man just like very cautiously like eyes coming up over as if it's a ledge like of like a cliff you know like, like you like very, almost comical right you know like yeah. just kind of peeking out like is it safe to come out now like Kilroy. He's yeah in the middle of the room um with a shield and just the way she goes yes i think it works well and that's great line that's what's great about chris evans is like chris evans doesn't need to be as good as he is but like he really is like not just like mm-hmm. even like the physical comedy and, and stuff like he mm-hmm. doesn't need to have those skills because he is Chris Evans. But he's just he's just really good. Like, in you know, in other other movies as well. Um, but yeah, it just goes to show just how great he is and how perfectly um, he fits this role. It's just wonderful. Was there I something think- that came to mind specifically just now? Because you were like in well in other movies. I was like, thinking about Knives Out. Of the Gray Man? Oh, no, oh, okay, I was thinking about Knives Out. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I think Captain America actually has made people forget about what a versatile and very funny actor he is. Because Knives Out, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I really like the Gray Man. I thought he was fantastic in that. I thought everyone was fantastic in that, and people are just not representing their expectations correctly. But like, I think that he did. A, I think he and, and Gosling did a great job in that. And he Evans is. Way, like you said, way more of a reactive actor in like a comedic, physical way. That I think Captain America actually maybe did him a little bit of a disservice because pe- people were like, "Oh, he's this, he's this guy, he's this shield, he's this uniform, etc." Uh, I don't. Th- I think I that they know. they cut down on on this kind of like uh, comedy, I guess. Yeah, and they turned him in more into more of like a grandfather doesn't know references sort of. Tells well, people to watch the language. Right. Yeah. Uh, but like he, he gets with the time eventually. But, you know, he also, um, I, we've, I know in other uh, episodes recently, we've talked about other things that he has performed as or like other, you know what I'm saying, like other movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I think sometimes about Snowpiercer, which is such a weird mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. right? But like I think out of all of the movies that he's done in the last Winter like train. 15 years. Yeah, true. Is like it, for him, I just feel like extremely dark, mm-hmm, right? Because sure. like Knives Out, like sure, it's a murder mystery, but it's also very comedy heavy. I feel like there's it's a t- lot it's of Tim Burton dark, where it's yeah. bright but it's dark, right? Yeah. And so it's it's very ska like, right? Where it's like really dark stuff being said, but like in a bright, happy way, right? Um, uh-huh. That one made James. I know. Really I I thing. really I think that that we need to be saying uh, Knives Out is ska like. I think that's actually. <laughs> I like it. I agree with it 100%. It just, it, you surprised me. You're always, oh. it surprised me in new ways, Colin. Thank you. But then also, like, to go back to then, like, not another teen movie, mm-hmm. 2001, right? Like, that is, like, so much comedy. Absolutely. Right? And it's, like, way over the top comedy, but, like, like he sells comedy. every moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, absolutely. he sells every moment of that. Like, anytime he's on, on screen, it never feels like he's doing a gimmick. It, like, it feels like he feels real. It's just, like, the, it's all absurd, but like he feels. Yeah, there's, he's that one character in all those uh, airplane, like the Zucker Brothers movies, where there's like, they told uh, Robert Stack in the airplane movies. Uh, Robert Stack was like, "This is this is ridiculous. What are, what are we doing here?" And Leslie Nielsen came over and said, "No, no, no. You need just act serious. Just be completely one hundred percent serious, and and it'll be hilarious. It'll that's way more funny." I think Chris Evans like funny stuff happening around you is way funnier than you doing mm-hmm. really big funny things. Sure. I just real quick, we Shazel that minute. It, She's all that minute is a show that my friend, my friend Aaron and I did. Uh, 
there's a scene in not another teen movie where he looks at himself in a you know in a picture and he's wearing the same thing he's wearing and i always thought that was a really funny thing that they'd done for not another teen movie but it is a literally like literally in she's all that it's 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 almost like a quote and i was so tickled that they so seamlessly worked that is as a joke into the parody movie that it was just like a joke from the actual movie that they that they poured it over i thought that was very good and that he is in as chris evans yeah, right. yeah that was walking back where i how i got to where i found sure. myself <laughs> appreciate that uh the little the little road work map or road yeah. map there uh, yeah. So, uh, do we have any other thoughts on this scene before I go to a guestion? You know, uh, Haley Atwell shoots a gun in a more badass way than anyone uh, else in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She has proven that in this movie uh, three times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she, full extension, no smile, no aim, no nothing. Bam, bam, bam. Stiff upper lip. Like she is just ah so cool. I hope she gets an entire series about her. Two seasons. Yeah, whole 18 episodes. Very specific. Fingers crossed, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not what we're covering next. Um, I moved the tab over, did you see? I did, I did notice that. Yeah. Uh, Jeff's getting the full exclusive that we've yeah. the, the I brag about tab. Excel spreadsheet organization, <laughs> yeah. Colin. Um, Do I get a gold star? This is this is great. I've gotten two really big news moments in this episode, and it's, it's making me feel, it's making me feel pretty great. Um, Man, my news seems, I, th- that just like... Uh, you know, made my news seem even more exciting. That elevated it. Was, it. Ra- yeah, well, I'm not saying which one ranks higher. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm we, gonna save some feelings. But... We we know, Colin. It's fine. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff. No, I'm kidding. No. Uh, Understood. So, uh, but here is my question here. Right. It's kind of, I guess, related to the 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 last question in a way. Uh, but have you ever been just like? Has someone ever been so mad at you that you were like genuinely? Terrified. And when I say so mad at you, I don't mean like a stranger. I'm talking like someone that you love dearly getting like straight pissed, like to the point where you're like, oh, I need to put this shield up because they're about to shoot at me. Um, and did it leave you feeling a little like conflicted, like a little scared, but also a little turned on? Because that's he, he's that's why that's what I meant by bricked up, by the way. I saw the confusion on your face, James. He's yeah, a little turned on days. by that. You know? Right. Uh, I have an ex- I have an immediate answer, if 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 I may. Um, I was friends with this girl Joss in uh, freshman year of college. She moved away to marry a boyfriend that, you know, all this drama. She was just there freshman year. She went to go visit said boyfriend and left. Basically, we drove uh, me and a couple of friends drove her to the airport and then drove back with her car so that she didn't have to pay for parking and all this stuff. Colin is, I think I've now told this story to Colin. Um, so her understanding of what was going to happen was that I would drive her car back to our college and then, uh, then that would be it. <laughs> My understanding of what was going on was that I now had a car while she was gone. So we drove the car up to our friend Riley's mountain cabin up a nice, dirty, muddy, rocky, gravelly road, and um, then drove back. And I've never looked at a car in my life and thought I should wash it. Wash that. I am definitely of the the rain will take care of this <laughs> sort of variety. Um, even with my garage that we 
that we use, I'm still like, I will go driving in the rain at some point, surely. Um, she came back, and you know, I was in an out of sight, out of mind sort of place, as I am with many things, and she was livid. This is the nicest person that I knew at the time. She was also from New Jersey, so like, mm. when she became pissed off, yeah. <laughs> it was... It was one of the most terrifying things that uh, had happened to me up until that point in my life. This nice person laying into me. And I, I, neither of you, as far as I know, have gotten like super pissed off at me about decisions I've made. But I have never had any reason for doing the, the things that I do that make people mad at me. There's no reasoning. So she's like, why did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Clearly you weren't thinking that. Oh, she was so mad at me. Ugh, I hate it. Ugh. She got over it eventually, but it was the most terrifying. It was like, you know, rips off, you know, like Beetlejuice rips off face to show you other face levels of scary. It was intense. And uh, I've made more mistakes like that in later in my life. And uh, I guess I just... I just don't think sometimes you know so that's my story Whew. i think for me i've been thinking uh and my my answer might be a little disappointing because in spite of last episode you know me <laughs> me, me talking about having done some you know some some sketchy uh things allegedly um i, I don't think i've ever had someone be so angry with me to the point of like physical assault and i don't i'm not saying that as a credit to like me but more as like a credit to the kind of people that i surround <laughs> myself with that even <laughs> if i do something you know kind of shitty they have the emotional intelligence uh, you know to to respond maturely um mm. and so so i think the only time i was just running my head i was like man uh is there any time that i can think of where you know and it was totally not an angry moment. There was, it was not a malice moment, but I remember in high school, this girl that was a friend of mine. And, uh, and now it's like totally cliche. Everybody, everybody kind of knows it, but I think at the time it was my first experience with it. Uh, did the, uh, knock, knock who's there, uh, interrupting cow joke. But uh -huh. instead like of, one of my in, favorite yeah, jokes. but instead of, for, for those who aren't in the know, right. uh, interrupting cow who, yeah, not, moo. yeah, moo, all right, except for instead I'll, of, I'll fix that in post. Yeah. <laughs> instead of, uh, when I was interrupting, instead of, you know, interjecting a moo rudely of the punchline of the joke, um, she slapped me across my face the hardest I've ever been slapped. And again, there was no anger. There was no anything. It was just like a, and I was so completely in shock that I didn't eat. Like I wasn't even upset. It was kind of one of those things where like I, I got, got right. Like, I mean, there's no way to even be mad about it. Yeah. But I think, uh, in, again, in spite of me not having treated everybody in my life the best and as they deserve to be treated, I think that's probably the only time I've been straight up physically assaulted was the, 
the 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 wrong punchline of a knock knock joke in high school. Yeah, that's that's the KGB are at the door. You know, we will ask the <laughs> questions. That's that that's right. where the slap is appropriate. That right. would be so startling the... and upsetting. Oh no, <sighs> I'm embarrassingly so this is where I get to embarrass myself again. I'm embarrassingly messed up the joke. It wasn't the interrupting cow. It was interrupting completely uncalled for. That's what it was. So it was like knock knock. Who's there? Interrupting completely uncalled for. It was like interrupting okay. completely and then slapped across the face. That was how it happened. Oh, that's so, funny. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. And so it was like, so that 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 uh, uh, you know validates it a little bit that it wasn't yeah. like the completely wrong punchline. That was just me interrupting Calhoun. Wow, <laughs> Peter's um, the PETA punchline. So yeah, so um, I think that's the only time I yeah. have been physically wow. assaulted. And f- as for whether or not Whew. there was like it awoke something in me, I I don't know that I'd go that far, but I think I did definitely view that person like with a little more. Um, maybe I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a little more like, huh? Okay. Yeah. Uh, than I did. Than I did prior. To- yeah, it was like a prison yard sort of thing. A little where bit. It's like- <laughs> yeah, you walk up to the biggest person. You, you're like, all right. Tell them a knock respect. knock joke, and yeah. you hit the shit out of them. It was. It's just what they say to do. Now I ain't gonna lie to you. The boys done and messed up. They went off on a tangent and just derailed the entire show. Let's get back on track, shall we? Tangents. Well, that answers my <laughs> question. That's all that I had for this scene and, and everything like that. Is there anything else related to acquiring the shield, which you are now wearing upon your chest, Jeff? Um, or or anything just from this scene in general that you were like, I identify with this. I love this. This was confusing. Or uh, did you guys think that, you know, aid number five in the background looked a lot like the guy from Thor 2 who does whatever, you know, any, any thoughts like that? I want to be, I want Howard Stark as an older brother um, based on this scene and this scene alone. A guy that's going to tell me what fondue is and call me pal. A guy that will look sort of, uh, you know, shell-shocked as someone who has just fired a weapon at me walks out and we're both in love with her, but in sort of like different ways where it's mm-hmm. like a camaraderie thing. Um, yeah. yeah, Howard Stark is like the is like the cool older. He, Howard Stark is the guys I always tried to make friends with in the drama department, and then elsewhere in my life, you tried to be where the I'm Howard like, Stark. I want you to be. be oh. I want you to find me funny, and I want you to hang out with me all the time, and we joke around, and we're like best friends. Uh, <laughs> why are you walking away from me? Also, um, I will build you a shield. Wait, come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what if they come at you with a pocket knife? You need carbon polymer. Here, I'll show you. And then I get, then I make the papers. Four hundred yeah. stab. No. It's like a, like a, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I'm make a, a John Lennon assassination joke, and then I decide not to. Go ahead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talked about it already, but I, I think just uh, uh, again a credit to um, uh, Chris Evans for just being like uh, the the range that he has, and also just being an attractive person who doesn't take themselves like in the same like tradition as like John Hamm or like a, a like mm-hmm. a James Marsden who could just be like the the swoony you know whatever but like they don't take themselves too seriously at all and they like embrace like you know and so I just I I I Captain America being my favorite comic character uh I think there's a there's a lot of and of course I'm speaking to more than just this individual scene right here obviously the the, sure. the MCU as a whole but 
for that being my favorite character, there's also the greatest opportunity to be disappointed with Absolutely. the way that they're represented and, and just never fantastic for Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so just hit him embodying that so well. And then also like, like off, like out of the movies, like him kind of being a yeah. little bit Captain America, like himself, mm-hmm. like in real life. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just, but I couldn't be, uh, more stoked to have, uh, to have that be the Steve Rogers that we get in the, in the MCU is, is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I do. I, I, to agree with you on that, I do appreciate that. Like the, what they used to call the big three, um, of the MCU. Um, so Thor, Captain America and Tony Stark. I always forget. I appreciate that that. all three of them are so very much like their characters. Yeah. Um, in in many ways, uh, like but Thor, in like non toxic ways, bit, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, but in, I think like maybe more of like the best version of those characters. Yes, like, absolutely, they're like the best qualities of those characters are represented or represented rather in these people. Like, without those same flaws, I'm sure these folks have flaws as well, mm-hmm. uh, but like not necessarily these like dangerous flaws that you know right. that you would see these characters having. Um, right. And it's just it's really a like wholesome, I feel like to to view like Chris Evans in every interview is always so genuine and gives such the kindest and like most patient and like well thought I think responses even when yeah. the questions are like a little sometimes even like maybe even uncomfortable at times he's always like I I don't want to be rude at all so like he always gives you his best uh, his best answer he's always so good with whoever he's paired with. For interviews, like he feeds off of everyone's energy and gives energy in such a strong way. Um, and then like, you know, Thor, a uh, little bit of a spoiler for Thor Love and Thunder, but like he uh, specifically did not eat meat the day that mm-hmm. he did the kiss scene with Jane Foster because he knows Natalie Portman is vegan. So he was like, like, I won't even like she was like, that wasn't even a, a concern for me. She's like, but like he respected that so much that like he did that, like to be this like kind, genuine person. And then Robert Downey Jr. just basically is what if Tony Stark existed, but didn't have a suit. You know what I mean? Um, That's pretty much all he, like his whole persona is just that I feel like. And it's great. I hadn't thought too much about that until you were just talking about it specifically with those three. But I wonder if that's not something that is kind of unique to, portray like the the comic book medium being the source material Mm -hmm. because you have these characters that have existed some of them for decades and decades and decades and so they get treated by different authors and so one person's Mm -hmm. version of them is going to be slightly different than another person's version and so everybody Mm kind of has their canon within the canon of like no this is the real steve rogers or this is the real you know tony stark this is who uh the best representation of him and so i wonder if there's enough there to work with that these actors were able to bring themselves like into right. the, so it's like so it's like a fusion of who this character right. is and also the best parts of the personality of that actor kind of fuse uh you know even to the point you know where some you know like particularly in the the last two um thor movies you know people complaining that they've they've ruined the comic thor right you know or mm-hmm. the uh the the thor from the comics making him too comedic um, and so, yeah, I just think, I just think it's uh, there. I wonder if that's unique because there is no one reference point right. for these characters. I think that's a and great so there's point. enough, yeah, there's enough room to fit the actor in as well. 
I've, by the way, I've also read multiple Thor things that have been very, very funny. So like, oh, yeah. I hate when like frog people got Thor? upset like, about. Let's yeah, just calm down. People got upset recently about them saying that in She-Hulk, Daredevil is going to be a lighter version. And they're like, uh, no, he's not supposed to be like that. And it's like, I think that you only ever watch the Netflix yeah. show never read because like matt murdoch is fucking funny in the comics did you like, post the not Daredevil yes yeah yeah. The, yeah there's there's a time where he everyone in the city quote unquote knows that he's definitely daredevil but he's like but how could i be i'm blind right but like again like he knows he's been caught and so then at a um at a christmas party uh for nelson and murdoch he shows up in a sweater that says like i think it's definitely not or maybe just like not daredevil or i'm not daredevil yeah. But the the other joke about that too is like he can't see, so how do he know that that's what it says? So it's like there's just so many like great little jokes that he has in there, and like he's he's just so like goofy at times. He's always like, ah, you know, woe is me. It's you know, oh, your good that's old actually pal not Matt. Matt Murdock when that when he's that's super Mike goofy. Murdoch. That's his brother Mike. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, Mike yeah. Murdock. Yeah, that's an inside baseball reference. Uh, you got to read the comics to understand, but yeah. who knows? Maybe we'll see that in movies. Um, I will also, but the only I thing I'll, I'll tell you, I can only hope that would I love that. <laughs> Um, I will say the one person that I think is interesting though to what you were saying, Jeff, about people bringing themselves to characters. I feel like I can't remember a time I've read anything about Scott Lang being particularly like guffaw laughing. And I just could, maybe I haven't read enough Scott Lang. Um, But like Paul Rudd, I feel like is a character who they were like, we're going to make some changes, but like you, you're going to love Paul Rudd Mm -hmm. no matter what he does. So like, just let him be him. And it's like, because yes, I get it. This Scott Lang is just straight up. It's just Paul Rudd. Right. It's just Paul Rudd. But like, how can you ever look at anything he's in and be like, boo, hiss, Paul Rudd? You know, it's like, he's a delight. Um, Scott Lang in uh, Jessica Jones, in Alias, is Mm kind of goofy. um, Okay, cool. To that that degree. In that anything in Alias is goofy. Right. I understand (laughs) what you mean. (laughs) It's incredibly serious and he's the goofiest part of it. Right. I guess is what, yeah. Um. I just I want to shout out uh, serious actors like '80s and '90s actors that were like serious. Finding I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I know he has like Boku problems. I think of this as the Alec Baldwin thing where you're like I'm a serious actor, and then I make this shift into I don't have to be serious. John Hamm did it, mm-hmm. and all these people where it's like I forget that John Hamm is funny sometimes because I buy mm-hmm. into the he's like just yeah he's Don Draper like serious man and then you know he's on these insurance commercials <laughs> and he's so funny he's in 30 Rock he's so funny yeah. mm-hmm. that it all you know it it sometimes makes me a little mad just now I've made myself a little mad because I'm like, handsome and funny how dare he but uh you know yeah I love I love serious actors and actresses finding sort of rebirths of their careers in being more funny sort of not caricatures of themselves but sort of like expanding and playing off of their old gravitas a little bit not that michael douglas hasn't been funny in the past but like him in the mcu is genuinely like very very funny like all these all his old actors is great yeah it's funny because you're like it's almost like being like all right um again Early 90s is where my sports references stop. But like, all right, Michael Jordan, not Michael B. Jordan, Michael Jordan, you're going to come in and you need to shoot yourself playing like a pickup game of basketball with these people. And he's like, yeah, I can do that. That's fine. Someone asking like Michael Douglas to come in and be like, all right, 
you need to be uh, funny and charming and a little grumpy for against this guy. Michael Douglas is like, oh, yeah, yeah. I can do that. No problem. Let's just do it. Like, the, the like oozing talent and Tommy just like, Lee Jones. love it. Absolutely I, how, Tommy How do we forget that? Considering we're talking yeah. about Captain America. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I mean, like, yeah. again, it's half of his characters are ever just that character. But, like, yeah. he, he does it so well. He is so goddamn funny. Did we never see Paul Rudd and Tommy Lee Jones in the same MCU place is upsetting to me. I, would I love agree. I just would a they're love themselves sort of deal. Samuel uh, L. Jackson is also kind of like, yeah. it's sort of what oh, you're talking sure. about, Riggs. It's, yeah. it's, it's not method. Cart it's Greg. like the opposite of yeah. it. It's like, I'm bringing myself into this character, which is expansive enough to just wrap itself no. around me. Love that. Iman Vellani, Miss Marvel. She is. I mean, she just is Miss Marvel. Yeah, she I forgot. was that character. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like she's. Yeah. I mean, like on the internet, she's uh, she's out there being that person. Mm-hmm. You know, being like I texted Kevin Feige, being like, "It's not six one six and like you're like, "God, you're great." You know. Yeah, I was. Um, I was really excited for that series specifically because when they were posting stuff about the casting and just realizing that she is like, she has Brie Larson's poster on her bedroom wall. Like mm-hmm. she is, she didn't mm-hmm. have to act at all. She just is that character. Um, made me, yeah, just really excited in a meta sense for, I was already excited just cause again, total fanboy. I get excited about everything. There's no series where I'm like, I don't know if that one's for me. It's like, no, they're all for me. I love them all. Um, yeah. But yeah, that in a very meta sense got me excited to see her portrayal, knowing that she's basically playing herself and living that out in a meta sense was just great. Mm-hmm. Tom, Tom Holland actually uh, overshoots the mark and uh, his actual, uh, Peter Parker is a little less inept technologically, technologically and like secret keeping wise. So it's a little bit like they had to kind of bring it back a little bit. He, he did be- have to act a little bit where he's like, because <laughs> like Peter Parker, great at keeping a secret. Well, for the most part. Uh, and then, you know, Tom Holland's just like, sure. So tell them everything that happens for the next three phases. And Kevin's like, no, it's like. So anyway, this is what, and that's why you have Benedict Cumberbatch. They're going to be like, no. Did you see that thing where someone posted like a joke headline? Yes. And it's like Tom, Tom like, did I do that? He accidentally streams all of Infinity War. And he goes, I genuinely panicked because I thought, oh God, did I actually do that? Like that was his own comment. on Because he's like, I thought, no, that has to be a joke. But also I totally could have done that. Wait, let me call some people. Right. But Are Zendaya cool? would have been on the phone with him immediately. So, right, true. Uh, so, he's I mean, a good answer. Kevin Feige would have called Instagram being like, shut down his account immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's copyright material. Boom. He's off the internet forever. Absolutely. Uh, that is that for this episode. Um, James, I know normally yeah. you would do the outro. If you don't mind, though, I would actually love to give a recommendation before we head out. Oh, um, okay. From well, the podcast. Out of line, That's but I'll okay. allow it. It's fine. <laughs> He's out of line, but he's not wrong. Um, so I want to give two very fast recommendations. The first one is Myth Takes, which is an actual play podcast on this network, which I understand a little guilty of, you know, kind of uh, tooting my own horn because, you know, I uh, run that show as well. Um, but uh, you will hear a character in some episodes that is named after the very man that we are speaking to right now, Jeff Riggs, Officer Riggs in myth takes uh is based uh off of his name um though one of them has a silky smooth voice and the other one well he's a little more well ma'am i can't tell you you can't, you can't do that one so um, demonstrating but, the silky smooth voice for exactly everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah 
Ah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> me, 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 me. Uh, well, I wrote this song about you. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it's like, is that how that song goes? Uh, no, that's uh, so that's recommendation number go. one. Uh, recommendation number two is since we got the news in the beginning, I feel like I can now say this without feeling like I'm being obnoxious. Go stream Sam's the Hero on Spotify. I'll put a link in the description. You can go check out that EP. It is choice. Uh, and uh, you are such a sweet man, Colin. Oh, well, it takes one or no one. Um, and that is all for my recommendations, though. Uh, so, James, you can actually do the lead out, though. Oh, thanks, Colin. <laughs> um, hey, I also have talents, and here they are. Um, no, I don't. Um, so that that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Absolutely. And the previous episode, uh, this movie is kind of on its way out but we'd love to have you back uh for future uh guest appearances on future works if you would be willing to uh to come on come back on you'll be far more comfortable less like you know oh man i hope i don't reveal any sort of big secrets no you already did that that's fine you, right. that's out of the you, yeah you've already told us your worst moments yes so. everything <laughs> embarrassing that's ever happened to me has now been revealed so exactly you gotta get that pot it's like it's like you know slapping the person with the knock knock joke the first you just get it right out there and then mm-hmm. people know that you're uh, king of the podcast <laughs> that's what colin did um so <laughs> no, that's i would love i would love to come back absolutely perfect excellent 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 all right well uh i have been and briefly wasn't but then am again james anderson and i'm colin parker and i'm jeff riggs excelsior The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven, community-focused, treasured content.